0: Okay, so I, th- I think we missed the deadline, but um, a lot I of people had, had, had sent me that um, you get paid $1,300 to watch 13 horror movies. Um, I feel like the deadline was just this past weekend. I, I didn't apply, Mel, but I think you said you did. I
1: sure did. Thank wow. you to everyone who sent it to me. Can oh, my God. This, my friend but, Kara was like, get your money, girl. <laughs> get your bag. <laughs> my, my
0: my little brother and um, my friend Sasha Banks, they both sent it to me. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, as well as Aubrey, my friend Aubrey, all the way from UNC, sent it to me, too. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, thank you guys for thinking so highly of me when it comes to horror. But I'm just like, I looked at it. And I'm just like, that does sound fun. But at the same time, doesn't that, wouldn't that make like a great horror movie plot you get paid like it's like you know you get offered $1,300 to watch 13 horror movies but then like you realize something's wrong with the movies or something's happening you know we can have like a a VHS yes we have like a VHS situation speaking of there's a new one yes yes I have not seen the trailer for it but um bloody disgusted posted it um I'm so excited because I love the I love the VHS series movies like the um, the last one um, Halloween 1994 I think it was and then in mm-hmm. um, the second one um, Safe Haven oh my god that was incredible those are so good like um, mm-hmm. and they're just all like shorts or vignette oh my they're so good and the one with the the one with the aliens oh oh so good but yes um, so I didn't apply but you did and uh, when, when do you hear back from me? Do you know? Do you know if you got it?
1: You're no say.
0: Did you not read the?
1: Have you met me? <laughs> not reading the instruction.
0: You call <laughs> yourself an ops. You call yourself an EA. You know, we got to read I'm everything. I'm an
1: operations like... manager, one. Well, you got the EA on lock. I do operations, and I don't read the instructions.
0: (laughs) Well, it's been hard. It's been like hardwired into me to read things at least three times, because then I like I'd be second guessing emails, sending them off. I just like did I did I miss anything? It's it's terrible, but it keeps me on my toes. But well, Mm -hmm. let me know what you're back, and let's okay. No, okay.
1: I applied on the fourteenth. Oh, chosen candidate will be selected by October first.
0: It's only one person,
1: I guess.
0: Oh, I thought it was gonna be at least like a two of
1: people. I don't know. Well, so I get is, all these stupid emails all that I don't want.
0: So <laughs> unsubscribe. So is it? Um, <laughs> is it like you go to a theater and you watch it, or you, uh-uh. like,
1: So okay, I did read this little part because I googled it before I filled out the application. So they send you like a um. Like a Fitbit because they want to, get Oh my god,
0: ready. they want, to, oh my goodness, this is too much for me. No,
1: because actually, that could be in the script, right? They send you this Fitbit and then the Fitbit won't come off, and it's like taking other data from like other genetic data. This is my
0: god, oh my god, body whore, body whore.
1: I like it because it could be like video drone. Oh my god.
0: It's copying you. What? Is, what? What is it? Where is this information being uploaded to you? What is it doing? What's happening? Ah, sci-fi. Give us a call. We're available. We're available. <laughs> we're kind
1: of director duo. We got
0: you. For real. We're listen. We're here. Hollywood. You're not ready for us.
1: And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> no. No.
0: Yeah. Yo. Yeah. 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 yup, Yeah. yup, yup, yup,
1: yup,
0: <laughs> well hello folks welcome to another episode of scary Crate. i'm your host jared and i am your host lauren what what
1: it is episode 35
0: 35 we're 35 we're 35 episodes in wow
1: wow
0: that's a that's a good number that's a good number i like that a number. whole number is it because mm. i'm like no a whole number would be an even number right that would be 34. A whole
1: number? I just mean like a whole number. I always say that when I feel like something sounds like strong. It's like a whole Oh,
0: number. I was going to say, listen. Oh, like a whole me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, Matt and I, we're, we're not best of friends. We're, we're merely associates. So I don't know. i not even an that. associate
1: with that hoe. Okay. I, know. I don't know her. Mm-hmm. I don't speak to her. She cannot sit with us. She does not wear pink on Wednesdays. I don't. I can't.
0: I don't do numbers like that, but anyway, um, so it is, um, recording this on a Tuesday night It rained a little today on On a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. It it rained a little today. It was pretty quiet. Um, you know, it's nice. It went, it went, the day went by quicker than I expected it to, um, you know, work is, work is always busy work, 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 work. But I mean, I, I can't complain about that. It's it's what I wanted. So here I am. I'm very grateful. Um, so, well, you know what? Let's just dive in. Let's just dive in. Um, yep. Cause con- I don't want to talk about work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Calling the-, the Negronomicon off the shelf. <laughs> All right, Mel, what do we have here?
1: Okay. So sad news. Yeah, sad sad news. news. Melvin Van Peebles passed away, and if you don't know who this is, you you, you need to learn because he's like the godfather of black cinema.
0: Uh-huh. He
1: um, is an actor, a filmmaker, a playwright, a novelist. He has done so much, and he's kind of set up so many other things. But the thing that, if you don't know him, the one thing that everyone knows that he made is "Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song." Mm. So, like, that's like the one thing that most people are like, "Oh, that's his thing," you know what I mean? But he passed away. Um, he was older. He lived a really full life, right? So it's not like it was like a like a tragic passing. If I guess that makes any sense. It's just like sad.
0: Yeah, you know? because it's just like, oh, we we've lost, you know, we we've, we've lost one of our greats, but we've gained an ancestor, you know?
1: Right. Yep. Exactly.
0: And exactly. he was active for like 66 years, Mel.
1: He had a very long career.
0: From 1955 to 2021. My God, today. That is it. Mm-hmm. that is to be admired. Wow.
1: And it's like, if it wasn't for him, there would be no such thing as black, black exploitation films.
0: Oh, talk about it.
1: I mean, because that's what Sweet Sweetback's badass song is, right? It's like the one of the best black exploitation films ever made.
0: And he probably funded it with his own cash.
1: It's just ugh. there's a really good article that the New York Times did on him. I'll post it on our
0: Please do. Twitter please do. Let the people know. So people know. can see it. Because
1: it's so good. And it's just it's just, you know. Mm. There's cheers to him. Cheers I love him.
0: that. Blessed be, blessed be, and we have a we have another loss.
1: Okay, so most people know him as Carrie's gay best friend from second Sex in the City. Willow Garson passed away.
0: Oh, Garson! That,
1: uh, yeah, and that um, popped up mostly on like entertainment newsy stuff. I saw it on Instagram.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I was like, oh wow, because he was only like fifty something. Like he wasn't old.
0: Did they say? I think. do they say what it was from?
1: Um, I don't know. I didn't, I honestly, like I saw someone post about it and then some of the cast posted about it, but I didn't look into why he died or like how rather. So, I mean, I think it, it's interesting because for the, for a while now, I think a lot of our Negronomicon starts or stops with the passing of someone. And it's Ooh. it's somber. It's been somber lately.
0: We should no. Uh, we should probably yeah. We should we should make some adjustments, <laughs> just slightly. We're sorry, y'all. We don't mean to be so somber.
1: We don't mean to, but this is the news, y'all. Tis the
0: news. The news isn't always um, nice.
1: But so something that is nice to, to completely change the mood. Guess what we're getting a sequel to?
0: Are you Are you asking me? Or are you telling me?
1: I'm asking.
0: <laughs> uh, oh dear God! I I, right, I just I don't, understand. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Right. I, don't understand. I, I understand. I don't understand. <laughs> like I don't understand it. I don't get it. I just it it came out of nowhere i saw the headline i saw the post and my first initial feeling was confusion because i what else is there to tell what else is there to do okay so wait so
1: for those of you who don't know tiger king is getting a sequel it's getting a second documentary
0: i mean that felt like a a lifetime ago when everybody was hunkering down watching that i just well yeah we didn't have any place else to go (laughs) Ah. i don't know
1: i don't know what else they could do i also think it's interesting because it was a documentary so it's like we're making a sequel we're making a documentary sequel i don't understand i don't understand so there's that but we're getting another one am i gonna watch it yes
0: of course you are. I just, I don't, I just don't know what, like, what, uh, but I, I like I said, I need to watch the trailer. But I just, I don't know what, what they would do and where they would go. I, I don't know. They
1: know. No one knows. No one knows.
0: The world may never know. <laughs> My goodness. And then, since we're on the subject of Netflix, um, I will, I will bring this to your attention. My entire weekend was snatched up
1: did you watch did you watch it what are you talking about
0: i am on episode i j- i the last episode i watched was seven of squid game yes
1: it's so good
0: because i i'm like i'm like um i am i girl i don't even know where to start uh so i was i saw a post on facebook from my friend Dajay. hey Dajay, if you're listening sweetie Cause I'm just I'm just on Facebook scrolling, none of my business, and I come pa- and I come across a post from a friend that's just like, "Don't be scared, it's just a game." And then it <laughs> says the game, and then there's a um, colon, and it said so it says the game followed by a colon, and it's that doll. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, okay.
1: Mm. What is yeah? We have I been just, putting everybody on this show. Oh my God.
0: Like I was just like, mm, like what, mm, what is this? Cause I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm a very simple horror person. When I see a doll, I, I get curious because I knew this had something to do with like I had a feeling it had to be horror related or just something crazy. So I went to the comments. The show was um, linked or named. So I went on, I went, on, I went on Netflix. With no wherewithal, with no pre work, I just was like, okay, let me find. It's called Swig Game. Let's look it up. Okay, it's just interesting premise. Let's just watch the first episode. Let's just go in. Let's just see how it goes. I, I just I now a lot of people I have seen people critiquing the fact that, or not the fact that, but the feeling that the first episode drags on before we get to the actual like first game. I didn't feel like that. I loved seeing um, the setup and like the circumstances of what like got this person to this place and the reality, like his reality of it all. I I love that because it's so important to me to have this background information. And then the way that it unfolded felt so natural and realistic. Like you were, I really felt for him because there are so many people out there who are struggling with um debt and how that can affect them being good parents and just trying to, trying to like day by day, just, just make it. Yeah. It just, and I, I loved, I loved just seeing how they set that up. And then the first thing, I mean, I'm seeing, like I'm seeing memes everywhere, the culture has gotten a hold of it. Um, like uh, there was a group of uh, black people who were doing it, like in like that um, like a like a ravine area. It was on it was a TikTok, and um, they were like all, like you know they had the people dressed up like the pink man or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but they were using paint paintball guns. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and scary. I saw I saw a comment that or a post that said. Um, they should have brought the um, crate challenge to the squid games. That should have been <laughs> <game>. <laughs> just like God Lord, but I got to, I was doing, um, I was trying to do like two episodes a day, but I got to episode six and I had to stop.
1: I don't remember what episode I finished it.
0: I don't remember what any of the individual episodes are. Marvel game. Oh. I, 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 I couldn't, I, that, that one really, ri- it got me i was just like i i can't do more than this today i i i i, I emotionally, yeah it was sad i can't handle it so and now that we're we've hit the weekdays the work week i i can only do one episode a night so i just got done with um episode 7 last night and that just like this, this show is south korea
1: i will say though that they at, at the end right the show is good but there are some major plot holes that I take issue with. Like, major. You haven't gotten to the end yet. I haven't. Some, I haven't. I haven't gotten There are gotten some to plot it. holes that I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's just, it's, <laughs> what happened? What happened? Because this was not resolved. It wasn't know. resolved, Jared.
0: I don't know. But it's just South Korea. I don't know what they have in the water over there. But they're writing for these shows is so on point and i just and i love the way things are filmed like that that slow motion moment um when the um bridge exploded at the end of oh, yeah. yeah and it's just like and it was like all of their fate like i and it was just such a random moment like a little pocket in time but it fits so well like this and and i keep hearing that um the red light green light chant in my head now and it's just like like it's just like i was not expecting it to be as visceral and bloody as it is like it just it like but it does a good job of
1: being like like a drama horror which i which i don't really have like anything else to compare that to because the story is there and it it's exists. so rich And it's rich and it's, and it's good. And then there's like a mystery element. And then the horror elements, like the scary parts are really like uncomfortable.
0: Yes. It's like, it's firing on all cylinders because it's like, in each area, there's enough substance to where it feels balanced, where it doesn't feel like too much. And it doesn't feel like too little because the drama could easily be like paper thin and flat and just like, basic but it's just it's so heavy the reasons <laughs> it's just it, there's just a lot going on but i i i love this show i i'm i i like i can't wait to finish but at the same time i like i don't want to finish because i don't want it to be over i don't know what's coming next but it's just but i want to finish because i don't want to come across any spoilers so i know they're about to be i know they're about to pop up oh
1: yeah because the, the internet is about to be finished unless you're like me and like found this a couple like
0: a week ago that's the thing it was released on september 17th but it i I didn't find it i didn't find out about it until the middle of last week and i think that's when it actually started to take off because like that over the weekend that's when i started seeing like um basically it it went viral and it's on track to become netflix's most popular show and i and i love the fact that it's like it's a
1: language.
0: Yes, come on! It just it takes me right back to the Oscars with um, with with Parasite, with how he said, like if you can get past like that one inch barrier of subtitles, like your world will open up yeah, to like Bong Joon Bong Joon-ho, bless you, because he was so right. I'm like my till this day, my one of my favorite films and uh, my favorite foreign language film is Ponds Labyrinth, which I saw in middle school. Just like scrolling the channels, um, and I think it was on Stars or HBO, and the synopsis got me because I'm like, oh, I love fantasy!" But then I saw subtitles, I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't want to read this!" But I got engrossed in the story, and it got to a point where it didn't even feel like reading anymore. It didn't feel like work, the subtitles, because right. I was in middle school, you know. I'm like, "Why? I don't. Why, I just want to watch a movie. I don't want to have to read, you know." But I've
1: I, never been that person.
0: I wasn't because like, I, I
1: would. I mean, because I think growing up, when I when I first watched Inuyasha, and then uh, I realized that tsunami was gonna keep playing the same episodes. I found it on Funimation, but then on Funimation, it's not sub; see, <laughs> it's that, just that- dub. That-
0: that was never me. With Sarah Moon, I only grew up watching the um, U.S. the U.S. dub, the English dub. I only grew up watching the English dub, so mm. I didn't find out about like the Japanese um, version or like the the sub until um, my teenage years. Um, and even today, like the English dub will always have uh, such a place in my heart because that's my childhood. But when you watch the um, sub, it's just like. Wow, you see how a lot got cut out. You see how a lot got changed and misconstrued. But then you just see how overall, like just like better the show is because you're witnessing it the way it was supposed to be witnessed, the way it was created. And with me in middle school watching Pond's Labyrinth, it just really opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, storytelling um is incredible really in any language that it comes in. And it's just, yeah. you know, you just have to you just have to sit down and just, just listen and just watch. So after that um, subtitles did not bother me. And I've and like be with Netflix being like this global beacon of entertainment that it is, it is such a beautiful thing that audiences are introduced to these works of art from like overseas. And I'm so happy for South Korea that like people are witnessing and really like enjoying and experiencing together, something like squid game, like people are having conversation. I just, I love that because they're like the creativity over there is like off the charts. And I was just saying to my friends today to be a fly on the wall in the writer's room for this show. I just, we might have to have an episode like just about
1: this show. Yeah.
0: Uh, this show we're just like covering like South Korean horror like
1: we have a k-horror
0: yeah in the lineup yeah we need to, I think we need to do that because I just there's just, we have it's... one
1: we talked about this we have a k-horror coming up I think it might be the next film
0: oh we do we do yeah. okay spoilers but yeah <laughs> we, need to, we need to we need to just like sit down with that because it's just but yes if... y'all if you have oh
1: no I was going to completely change the subject but so yes we we are a stand of this account of if this... You yes show.
0: if you guys have not witnessed squid game please get into it like it's just it it picks up and it just i i don't know if y'all i don't know if y'all are built for it to have to binge i'm clearly not because i have to take i'm like oh i need i that's it for i can't do it today i can't i can't i have to okay we'll come back tomorrow please
1: if but- you finished it though and agree with me that there are plot holes i need you to let me know because i feel like i'm alone and being upset <laughs>
0: you know what we'll do once i finish which will probably be by the weekend we'll we'll put a poll on the insta okay cool we'll have people like decide but all right i just
1: want to say though before we put the necronomicon away because we brought up netflix i do want to say that the international alliance of theatrical stage employees
0: yes yes yes
1: posting and posting and posting if y'all don't follow ia stories on instagram you need to they if you Get don't know what's it. going on There is a uh, vote for a strike for all of the people who work in entertainment because studios and production houses like Netflix and Hulu treat crew members like hot garbage. People are dying. People are being mistreated. And I think that everyone is... It is a human right to have a safe working environment. It is a human right to be treated like a person. It is a human right to get a lunch break and to be able to sleep and have time to rest and have time with your family. So we at Scary Crit support the movement. um, We are not union members, but we have both worked in production. We are both actively seeking those jobs and and hanging out with these people and being a part of this community. So we stand with y'all. Yeah
0: cheers to the proletariat aye aye because yeah and i just uh, i saw a comment today because I, I followed that you know those pages and um where it's just like they're hoping like this kicks off like a like a, um, a whole movement across the workforce because i think like the the spark began with the pandemic across like all like um, jobs and workplaces where people were realizing like getting back to who they who they really were outside of work and being able to rest and and take a break and just breathe and now being like this 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 and it is disgusting it is to me this this gross like shoving back into the workforce like go back to work go work because
1: mm-hmm. you know that the the New York, New York City and state employees are also going to Potentially strike because they were forced to go back into the office five days a week. I am the only person I know that is in an office five days a week.
0: I'm not even in the office five days a week. Are like we we don't even know when we're going back. Mm -hmm. Like that's still that's still being figured out. The office right now is open. You can go in like when you want. You just have to you know reserve a seat, but. It's not, it's not being forced over. Oh my goodness.
1: I am the only person I know who it is mandatory that they be in the office five days a week.
0: I just, yeah. So it's just like this gross, like, force, like. Because everybody
1: wants to go back to whatever normal is, right? Normal don't
0: exist. No more boo. Right. And they They
1: are using financial security and healthcare and Things that we should all have access to, as a as a bargaining chip, right? And it's it's really bad. So
0: the fact that, that 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 they would even like like center that as a bargaining chip instead of just basic human rights, yeah, y'all, they're trying it, they're trying it again. So yeah, just follow those pages, make yourself aware, because it's a, like like human like like Mel said, it's a human right. It is.
1: Especially because without the crew, there would be no show.
0: You would have nothing. You would have zilch. This reminds me of that um, when Game of Thrones ended, right after the series finale, they did like that special of um, like the making of like the final season. Just seeing like the work that that crew put in, especially for like the, the, um, the, what was episode three called? the night the long night yeah mm-hmm. the long night and because that was like a 50 60 day night shoot and they had to deal with like snow and all this is just like the fact that like crew, like blood sweat and tears y'all is so much But
1: i the, the, I have seen people okay jesse sperling was uh, basically shout out to jesse An entire crew by himself. Okay. (laughs) That
0: camera, the camera, the lights,
1: the setups, the blocking. Okay. It's a lot of work.
0: Camera was huge and just so, uh, his, oh God, his back, his back.
1: People are so dedicated. I I have never met people more dedicated to to what they do than people who work in film.
0: They love it. They love it. It's just not fair when you're getting like mistreated by something that you love.
1: All right. That's what I was about to say. What you love should love you back. And that's what people are fighting for. Yeah. So we will put all of this information in the description to the podcast so that y'all have access to it. And so that y'all can get into it, learn more about it, support the people who need support.
0: Yeah. Film crews. We love you.
1: Hearts. hearts, hearts, hearts.
0: Okay. So okay. that was the Nangar very politicized yeah shout out to <laughs> oh, jesse Sterling, the best you, um, the best dp i have ever met in my life because he's really the only one i've ever met in my life but hey he <laughs> made he made a great he made a great impression like i love the dedication but yes okay we need let's move on <laughs> to our movie of the week or crit of the week siri crit we are going to rewind back to the year 2009 Mellow grade you, where you were you in in
1: 2009 I don't know um oh yeah a freak dude, you I don't know in, I was wow wait <laughs> 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 the level of judgment I don't appreciate <laughs> 2009 I was a junior because I graduated in 2010
0: okay um the year 2009 I was a Let's see, 2008, 2009, I was a ninth grader. And in 2009, 2010, like fall, 2009, I was a sophomore. So when this movie came out, I was a sophomore. So I was not in ninth grade, but I was in high school. So we were both in high school. We were high school kids when this came out, which is fitting because this is a high school horror movie, sort of. Yes.
1: I I went to go see this. I remember this movie.
0: I No, I don't no i i did not go see this in theaters i don't recall no but it did it did appeal to me mainly because um well it's horror but also um i loved it. amanda sidefried and uh mean girls so hey um but the movie we are talking about is a movie that is i think gotten popular like experienced a uh resurgence of popularity lately uh jennifer's body starring um Megan Fox the one and only uh, yes the one and only Amanda Seyfried it was written by Diablo Cody and it was directed by Kieran Kusama that sounds right (laughs) so um this movie is well what's like a brief synopsis so um you know one of the most would you say Jennifer was like one of the most popular girls in school or the most popular girl in school?
1: She was, she was Patty Nanny's. She was
0: (laughs) throwback. (laughs) So, um, the movie is about, um, Jennifer check and her friend, um, needy Les Nikki or Anita, but Needy is a nickname, really cute. Um, and they're best friends, but, um, something, um, horrible happens to Jennifer after, um, a night out to see a band at a bar and she becomes like this man-eating demon and Needy realizes, you know, she might have to like stop her friend before, you know, things get worse than they already are. That was probably a horrible synopsis, but you heard it here, folks. Um, (laughs) Oh, this movie um, is definitely a feminist piece, which I love about it. But can we talk
1: about the fact that this is the second film after Cody wrote Juno. What a
0: what a <laughs> what a uh, uh, what a complete was like eighty.
1: Okay, <laughs>
0: this is the same wow. person.
1: All right, all right. Especially because it's interesting now, looking back on it, right? Because Juno was such like a cultural movement, right? Like everybody and their mama loved Juno. It
0: was Oscar then- nominated?
1: Yeah, and then everybody hated this movie.
0: Which I am upset about because I love Jennifer's body. I do. I really do.
1: Because I think that on some level, this is the antithesis of Juno. Mm. Because Juno is about this girl who gets pregnant and has a baby and like in high school and like all the things, right? And so imagine if Juno like ate her baby and killed the boy. I feel like this is like you know in in one is like the typical teenage girl thing that happens, and then this is like the atypical thing that we all not maybe wish could happen as a stretch, but like you know what I mean
0: i just I just think it was a really like fun way to turn like the the standards or like the um like the expectation of femininity on its head what do you mean like you you see how like jennifer and and needy um like on the other side like with them being high school girls um especially jennifer being like um very high femme and very because like jennifer i think um embody like the archetype of if we're gonna like Taken like the cabin in the woods, like how all five of the characters represented one like horror archetype. Mm-hmm. Jennifer um, would be like basically like the harlot, yes. Who would she's then be Daphne,
1: like oh yeah, Daphne,
0: who would then be taking like advantage of by like the men or whatever in the story. But the fact that like that slipped on its head because she's eating them, like literally eating them. Mm-hmm. And then um, with Needy, what? And this was established very early on in the film. Needy represents like, or looks like the the most stereotypical innocent white girl, blonde hair, small, big blue (laughs) eyes. We will we will get into that. This is very multi layered. um, But you know very, like, you know, um do- docile, like, light voice, but then it's, like, the movie opens up with this, this look, but she's in, like, a sanitarium. And she's very dangerous. Like, she's, like, she, basically the movie quickly established, like, this juxtaposition between what she looks like, but how she actually behaves, and, like, how it harkens back to, like, the monstrous feminine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> As the wheels turn in your head. <laughs> like, I wrote it down. I said, um
1: Well, because hold on. Before we get into it, right? We've talked about this before on an episode of the podcast. Like, whenever we talk about a vampire movie, I bring up this book. But Barbara Creed is a feminist cinema scholar Mm. and she wrote a book called the monstrous feminine Mm. where she talks about all of the ways in which women are turned into monsters and like the reasons that that is abject and she goes from vampire to werewolf to um to all the things witch mother rape fantasy blah 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 and then she does have a, a chapter called the women as the woman as possessed monster and yes i'm so glad she covered this the exorcist right that was her go-to because that was like that is still like the one yeah <laughs> that's that's the one that everyone tries term. to like pull from right and so when we go in through and talk about all of these things I, I think the reason i was like hemming and hawing over like saying yes is because i feel what you're saying because the point of the woman being possessed right is to give a reason for her sexual behavior
0: there was a line for that Mm -hmm.
1: and so i can see what you're saying when you're talking about needy acting differently than she looks right because the possession is the excuse for her behavior Mm. because it is not socially acceptable for a woman who looks like her to behave like that
0: Exactly. Same with um same with Jennifer. Because there was there was a line where, you know, after um because when Jennifer hasn't fed in a while, and I think it and we'll get into it's this. her
1: period.
0: Yes, yeah, see. You know, so you know, but when she hasn't fed, like say in the period of a month, she starts to fade. She starts like her her hair gets very thin. She her skin looks sallow, like jaundice. Like it looks, she looks just like toe up from the flow up. So, uh, needy like says that like, you know you're not looking too bad. You're not looking too good. And like needy uh, is like, is it PMS? And Jennifer says to her, PMS isn't real, needy. It was invented by the boy run media to make us seem crazy. And that immediately <laughs> made me think of like like back like back way back where you know like hysteria. Was like this, 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 this case of of women who, who, and what was the cure? No, most of the women
1: would get lobotomies. If your husband brought you into an asylum and said that you were hysterical, you either got a hysterectomy or is that that's what that's called, right? A hysterectomy and a or a lobotomy.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just shaking my head over here because that's just like it's it's so crazy to me. Like they would literally take away wow yeah mm-hmm. but so it's deep y'all it's deep um but no this movie did this movie really got a, into a lot of like you know feminism um the monstrous feminine um friendship was a really big theme and also um oh god there were so many but i think that so just,
1: to, I think one important thing to note, right, is that one of the reasons that this movie did not do well
0: <sighs> is
1: because everyone was looking at it as if it was marketed to straight white teenage boys. Because when you look back through the, when you look back through the. Um,
0: that was not what I thought you were going to say at all
1: okay it, ride with me ride with me on this makes way perfect
0: sense though
1: ride with me on this way right because when you look back through the way that the film was talked about and all of the reviews a lot of people tried to say that this is the male version of twilight because twilight what? is a sexual fantasy for girls because as a white as a teenage girl right it's this whole like, oh, he's a sexy vampire and he wants to bite me, but he's not going to bite me because he respects me too much. And isn't that what you want a man to do? You know what I mean? And it's very easy to pro- pro- to project yourself as a woman onto Christian Stewart's character. One, because it was bad, because the writing was bad, the acting was bad, it was all bad. But two, she's because she is the central character of the film, right, everybody wants to be that girl that has these two hot boys chasing after her but also respecting her enough to like not cross boundaries cuz that's all that happened <laughs> that was all that twilight did so when you take that and then you look at Jennifer's body and when it came out everyone and and there's a uh, Yeah this
0: came out this came out a year after twilight and 2 months before new moon came out
1: right and so when you i don't know if you've ever read um Carol Clover but she talks about how because I, I referenced her in when I was writing my thesis because she, she loves to point out the fact that horror critics are all men and don't think about women, right? Ooh, and speak are all it. like, oh, because of this and this and this, and I'm a man and it looks like that. But she's like, I'm this whole woman. And if you look at it from my perspective, you can interpret this differently. And I use that as a point of reference to be like, this white woman could point out the fact that there were only men, but did not want to point out the fact that there were only white people, right? And so when you look at how the white male critics looked at this film and deemed it a poorly made film because it did not fit the gaze that they were looking at it through.
0: Ah, it didn't fit the male gaze. Imagine right. that! Imagine because that.
1: and one and it was also a part of the marketing of the film's fault. Like the studio didn't know what to do with it because yeah. I was reading up on it and really they were trying the to
0: marketing too much. It
1: was just all Megan Fox being sexy. That's yes. all it was. And then for the, a the movie is so much film, more than that. But do you know that they were gonna have her talk to amateur porn stars as a marketing ploy for this movie? What? That was an idea that was thrown around in an executive boardroom.
0: But what would that have to do with anything? Exactly. Exactly.
1: God. It was terrible. But Maybe, it's like uh... one of the points I always go to when I'm thinking through this is the, the kissing scene between the two of them, because in the original marketing, it was all this big lead up to this big like girl on girl thing. And that's not what the sex scene is. Right. To me, it was more of this like awkward, manipulative, weird moment that was happening because Meaty may or may not be a lesbian or may or may not be bisexual. And because Jennifer needed something from her, she manipulated this, this insecurity to try to get take advantage of her, Right. And that goes back to what you what you were saying with levels of friendship, and then also like toxic codependency. Like it's weird. Ooh, it's all very weird.
0: very toxic. Yeah, but if the you're scene. only
1: looking at it as a dude, that yeah, is supposed you, you to think, be entirely. Yeah, because they're gonna you're going are gonna
0: think you're gonna think that it's for you, right? When it's not, it reminds me of um the same the same scene in Black Swan. Yep, that came out um the following year in two thousand ten that kissing scene between Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman yeah that that scene that came out between I, uh yeah Natalie you know. Portman and <laughs> Mila Kunis um because it's just like you ask any straight man uh like I, I i remember once in college i mentioned that black swan was one of my favorite movies and one of my straight male friends like immediately, like perked up like oh yeah like not because of that foo like oh, so annoying But, yeah, because this movie had, like, you know, queerness, um, thoughts about, you know, bisexuality, like, uh, that that line, I go both ways, like, (laughs) like, and I just, yeah, because what I liked about this movie was it did subvert the male gaze. Because it was just like, it's not, it's not about you, like, you're, you're food. Right. Like, it's about, it's about.
1: And everyone was food from the weird exchange student to the jock, to the emo boy, to the band geek, right? There was no um, preference as long as it was male, like you were fair game.
0: (laughs) I'm surprised. um, And this is so crazy to me, like that. I I, I noticed it before when I watched the movie before, but I noticed it again, (laughs) watching it again. Um, I'm surprised Chris Pratt's character didn't get eaten.
1: Yo, I forgot he was in this damn
0: movie. <laughs> Girl, I, was, I did too. Like, I I recognized him. I was like, wait, is that Chris Pratt? Is that
1: Chris Pratt? Before what? Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt.
0: <laughs> yeah, because this was 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means it was probably filmed in 2008. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, I'm surprised because he was, he was like, um, he played an older character. Um, I think his name was Roman. hmm um, he played an older character who was in, I think, the police academy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still going there.
1: His character did die, though, in the he fire. In the fire,
0: yeah. No, no, no. That was uh, that was you're talking about, like the because that that jock who was like um, grieving over his friend who died in the fire. That wasn't Roman.
1: It was not Roman.
0: It was not. His name was something else. It was uh, damn. I looked it up too because I'm like, who is this character they're talking about? Craig. His name was Craig. <laughs> oh, he I was, thought it was Roman. No, Roman. Roman, I think, was safe, Um, but I don't, I, I'm surprised, like, he wasn't eaten, or that, or that wasn't, like, a, it, I'm pretty sure it was a possibility, but I'm surprised it did not happen, or if it happened, I'm surprised it wasn't mentioned, because that was, like, uh, oh, maybe, <laughs>
1: but. Oh, I think we, we didn't do our, our, regular disclaimer not a single black person was filmed in the making of this movie
0: well no that's not true the um the the psychiatrist um or the orderly that needy kicked at the beginning of the movie it was a black woman uh there was also like briefly not a single
1: black person was given more than four lines in the making of this movie
0: it's true like there yeah there wasn't it was very white centric um we did it again mel we did it again <laughs> um but where, where where should we even like where, where should we go now what, what do we want to do here because there's just so much to
1: there's a lot. um yeah.
0: let's start off with let's talk about the because you i love this phrase that you did uh let's talk about toxic codependency
1: their relationship was so weird because it was this whole thing about how like they had stayed friends since they were children even though so need was a nerd and jennifer was like the most popular kid in school but she- jennifer was a dick. yeah like an asshole to her
0: cuz it's like she knew like it's one thing to be hot but it's another thing like to know that you're hot yeah. and like make like and make others know it too constantly
1: every every day
0: like jennifer was definitely like the it girl she was that girl and people were going to know about it and it just like this movie and especially with having like i said amanda in it it gave me it was giving mean girls in a lot of ways yeah like jennifer and regina if regina
1: george was just alone
0: i was gonna say jennifer and regina would have probably been well, I don't know if they would have even been friends, but they because they, they would just have been, killed each other. Yeah. So just like, but that's a compliment because just saying, like, they're both like they're. Yeah. So with Needy, with Needy being like the like a Needy and Jennifer were polar opposites and their friendship or, you know, relationship made no sense to those outside of it like chip nini's boyfriend was like you guys don't even like you guys don't even like the like why are you guys even friends you guys don't even like the same stuff or it just doesn't like it doesn't make sense like it didn't add up and Needy's like no like because i like everything that jennifer likes
1: Nini was obsessed mm. in a very weird way because it's like she would leave her boyfriend to go do stuff for her, or to think about she her, or talk about her, or whatever. And the fact that she was having sex with this boy and saw this whole vision of Jennifer killing someone is weird.
0: They yeah, they had a weird like
1: ESP thing.
0: Going yeah, on. like like um, telepathic because she she would know, it's like she knew like that Jennifer had arrived to her house before Jennifer even announced herself, and then when it came to. Her when when it came to Jennifer taking Chip, she felt that like it's it's like yeah that was that was really interesting to me. They had like that that like that telepathic connection almost, but how and there was there was all these little like they both wore like the the BFF necklaces, um, the focus on like hand holding at the bar. But mm-hmm. then also like what it represented when like Needy let go of her hand, um, even even the part where um, at the at the climax of the film where Jennifer and like Needy are like fighting in the air because Jennifer is levitating, and the only thing to break Jennifer's focus was when Needy ripped off her best friend's forever necklace. That
1: was a sexy.
0: Really i didn't see it that way i i didn't pick that up
1: they were tussling and tussling around on her bed and then she stabbed her with a knife
0: (laughs) to to for figure figurative of penetration yeah i i didn't see that i i didn't get that i didn't pick that up i just saw it as you know when when the necklace is ripped off I saw that as like another. I, that was like the literally, like, or figuratively, the final nail in the coffin where it just, because it was for one, it was needy who ripped the necklace. So that was her severing her connection and codependency to Jennifer, like forevermore. Um, and I think it started when, you know, she let go of her hand in the bar. But even, and there was another one where, like, there, there's all, there were a bunch of these little, like, God, what what would I call them? Like like closings or like um ends or like cutoffs to their relationship, like that were put in a metaphor through like these shots. And one of the most significant was after the bar caught fire and after Jennifer had gotten into the van, they both shared that look, like that, that shot of like Jennifer just like looking at her, all like like. Very vulnerable and innocent, which is like in direct contrast to how headstrong and like sure of herself she is. And like she actually looked kind of like lost and worried. And her and Nita are just looking at each other. But the one thing that breaks like their line of sight to each other is when the door closes. And it's like the door is literally closing on their friendship and the Jennifer that Niti knew. And maybe even like the needy that Jennifer knew because this turn of events is going to change both of them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Can then I how- talk
1: about the the satanic ritual for a moment? Because there's so much there because it's like, I think that-
0: Definitely a metaphor for rape.
1: Yeah, which I don't like, but we'll get into that in a second. I think that that is the, that moment is the subversion of- the male gaze for the whole movie
0: Mm.
1: because you right because they were looking at her the whole film right when we are first introduced to jennifer she is an object of desire she is something to look at and be able to look at and be able to say oh i would like that thank you and like put it in your shopping bag right and so when the when she goes with them in this van and the door is shut I think it's like that law and order SVU moment where you're like, Oh, the next time we see her, she's going to be dead. Uh. <laughs> like something terrible would have happened. And then we have to open up an investigation, right? Like if this was another, if Jennifer's body was another movie, that would be the plot. It would be like mystic river. And she would have just been missing. Oh. um. So the fact that when we see her again, she is now undead. It changes what the male gaze does to the body. And I think that that is a personification of what actually happens to a body under those circumstances, right? Because if the male gaze is like, "Oh, I see something that 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 um, I am sexually attracted to, therefore I have to have it," I think what happens to Jennifer is a is a personification of the violence that happens because of that. And so when we see her
0: personification, mm, yes, yes. And she
1: is undead. Yes. This changes what how we relate to looking at her that way. Because now, because we looked at her like way, because we looked at her like that, this is now what happens.
0: When you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite.
1: <laughs> we'll wrap you up in a cotton candy cocoon and slurp your blood from a crazy straw, okay? So
0: Listen, like this like the song Cannibal by Kesha, that's this movie. <laughs> Man Eater, Paul and Oats, that's this movie. Okay? Like the thing that you have desired and lusted after and ravished has now come back to get you.
1: And then can we also talk about how these men are stupid? Because, like, in all the movies I've seen with women witches, they have never messed up a spell. They have never messed char the sisters, that they would be disappointed.
0: This is another line of the movie, um, where needy and you know, Jennifer in the bar, and needy is like um trying to like, why would you want to talk to them like they're a band? You know, we can't talk to them. And Jennifer is just like. They're just boys, morsels. We have all the power. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> um, because, yeah, the men, because it's just like, none of it made sense. Like, why are y'all out in the woods making out? You're And you're grieving over your dead friend that you lost in a fire. And then you're surrounded by animals. Like, this is a, a messed up version of Snow White. Like, none of this makes sense. <laughs> why are you in... On, on a street of abandoned houses, meeting a girl like who wouldn't want you in a million years, and not saying this to be mean or anything. I'm just saying, none of it makes sense. So where where was the sense? Like Chip was really the only one who like backed out and knew like you know it just it didn't make sense. It didn't feel right. But then by then it, you know it was too it was late. Too late. But. Yeah. It did, and I think that was again another subversion of the male gaze because if this had been mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if this had been a different type of movie um, the men would have been in control mm-hmm. like it would have been Jennifer being like shoved up against a tree mm-hmm. like it just every things would have been so different where the men would have been the dominant figures.
1: Yeah, and like even, even been like, like that even like even
0: if like even if Jennifer um is still the monster, they would have been dominant figures. I bet you that um instead of it being needy that took down Jennifer, it would have been Chip. Yep,
1: Chip would have saved needy.
0: Chip would have saved the fucking day, and it would have been a wrap. Like he probably would have still died, you know, but he would have he would have defeated the evil woman. Yep, with his purity.
1: But you know what else I think that is, too? I think that that is main character syndrome. Oh. Because every, like we were talking about before, every man, everybody want, wants to be the main character, right? Everybody wants to be Doug Funny, but everybody can't be Doug Funny, right? Everybody can't even be Skeeter. Damn. Some people are just walking around eating burgers, like, <laughs> like eating beet burgers. Like, that's it. That's all I got. So you're so,
0: saying a lot, some people are just walking around being NPCs Yes. Damn.
1: With one line. Hello, good sir. How's today been? Back from your adventure already. Hello, good sir. How's your day? Like, that's it. That's all you got.
0: Need something?
1: (laughs) So I think that 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 is the other play in this. Because everywhere... A man in the audience of this film tried to find themselves. There was no substance, mm. like because this, this was this is not a movie spe- geared towards men, right? Because as a woman, I can see myself, in maybe I can see myself in Jennifer. Mm. And you kind of like pick a side, and you, you you go through the journey or whatever you want to call it. But it's like maybe Colin, that was the the emo guy's name, right? Yeah. Maybe Colin was the most sub- su- substantive man. <laughs> but all of them were dumb. Because all of them thought that that this insanely popular girl wanted them for them and then died because of it. And I think that's the other thing, right? No guy wants to be that guy. No guy wants to be the idiot who was played by someone who is entirely out of his league.
0: Just say a, it, because all because that's what all the simp.
1: Yes, nobody wants to be a simp, and like this, I think is the most extreme version of what could happen because of simping. Like when the, when, when simping goes wrong.
0: If Jennifer's body was filmed today, the men who would who would be the ones getting eaten would be the ones that would be. In Jennifer's comments or in her DMs, going crazy, mm-hmm. simping, sending all this stuff. Because then, queen. Because then, when beautiful
1: you, goddess, I would kiss the ground you walk on.
0: Because then, when you're finally confronted with this goddess, what do you have to? What, what are you going to do? What do you have to show for yourself? You're speechless. You crumble, and then you get eaten up. and gobbled up. So there you go.
1: And <laughs> not but, even eaten completely, like.
0: Oh you know, I'm just like gonna, I ate your
1: kidney and then you bled out on the
0: floor. I'm just gonna, you know, get my goblet and you know, drink your blood and slip, slip. yeah. Where's it? where's a silly straw? But um <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta make it fun. But no, it's just I I love I love this movie because the fact that it just it is a big like fuck you to the male gaze. And the fact that and it's very telling that That is the reason or one of the reasons, one of the key reasons why it wasn't received well and probably why it didn't get, like, um, a big audience turnout. But the fact that today, um, especially since, like, the Me Too movement, it's experiencing, like, this, like I said, this resurgence in popularity and people are now, like, looking at it with new eyes. I hate that. I know. It's just, but it's just all very... It's just all very telling, but the fact, but it's like Jennifer's body has been ahead of its time, or it's been like doing this kind of subversive work that I think is so refreshing and nice and and good to have um, in cinema, because it, it's like we, we, I mean, we see, Lord have mercy, we see this all the time, like the way the male gaze is not only like. Um, put on a pedestal but how it is able to get away with so much shit the male gaze like when you unpack it you really kind of see like how how what's like in terms i can put it in i don't know how basic it is and i feel like jennifer's body like really flips that on it like really exposes that and flips it on its head on flips it on its head by showing you via the ways the men in the movie are so daft and like, look at the, look at the men in the, in the rock band, like how they were so vapid and focused on fame. And the fact that they created the very thing that ended up killing them in the end, because they weren't even careful enough to really find out if Jennifer was, if Jennifer was a virgin or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like this, this pride creates constant ignorance that is going to eventually be their downfall. And that is something that like the women in these stories can easily take advantage of.
1: But I think that's the other part of it, right? Because along with like this pointing out that the male gaze is basic, I think that this is just what happens anytime a woman directs a film. Mm. Because like even with with um Harley Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad harley quinn and birds of prey harley quinn are, are very different
0: they are in birds of prey was so much fun
1: but it was even in things like the angles because i don't know if you've ever taken a look at it but when you look at suicide squad everything is always angled at her
0: chest always. Uh, literally the male gaze
1: and so when you look at um birds of prey everything is angled at her face and it's just that small change makes a huge difference of how she is, of how we perceive these characters on screen, right? Oh
0: Lord God!
1: And so, I think in Jennifer's body, in particular, all of the moments, like the the sexy, sexy moments where we're like, "Oh, you're gonna see a boob,"
0: you turn, don't see
1: shit, and she chooses violence, right? Because. It lets you know that you're looking in the wrong place <laughs> because I'm talking about the moment in the forest in particular, because she unzips her jacket. And then when you're waiting for her boobs, it cuts to her face that has now turned into all these teeth. You're looking at the wrong place.
0: She pulled because an of it. that
1: you died. Right. She pulled the Pennywise.
0: And it's just like, and even in, e- even in the scene with Colin where he dies, he literally sees her eyes change mm-hmm. and he's still rooted to the spot. I'm like, all right, maybe benefit of the doubt. He was maybe rooted to the shot to the spot out of like shock and fear. But still it's like, when this, when you see when the literally, the demon literally jumped out and you just like,
1: but here's my problem with Colin. Right. And I think Colin died because he chose looks over substance. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask a woman, To go see the Rocky Picture Show with you. And her response is, I don't don't like like boxing boxing. movies.
0: You should have left it alone. And he walked away. He did. He did. He walked away. To his benefit, he said, fuck it and walked away. (laughs) But when she called
1: him back, he came running.
0: He did. Like a puppy. He sure did. And And so we know
1: what you were looking for.
0: And only because, and she only did it because Needy thought highly of him. We'll get into that in a minute too, but yeah, it's just, yeah. So mm -mm. the male gaze, (laughs) y'all do it to you every time. Um, Let's get into like, speaking of like, since we're on metaphors. um, So Jennifer basically turned into a succubus. It
1: was not a succubus. That's wrong.
0: I'd like to call it a succubus, but they did, it was demonic transference. That's the term where a demon yeah,
1: because but it the it, the demon isn't a succubus because a succubus is like the like i suck the soul from you type of a thing not i eat you
0: oh you're oh you're you, you're thinking of literally a suck
1: yes literally the succubus is the wrong word you can judge me and that's fine but succubus was not right <laughs> that is not the correct word
0: even though that was that was definitely one of the terms that like needy had looked up, like the word succubus did flash on the screen. But you know what? Wrong. I will let I will T. let you S. have it.
1: Jeeves. I will Jeeves let you have it. <laughs> it is
0: okay. You got that one. We are we are moving on to the demonic transference. Also, the the irony of they they're them living in a little town called Devil's Kettle, and. All this stuff about like demons happen, demon or devil stuff, satanic stuff happens because the band is like into the into the into the occult that mysterious fire happens. So like all the fire, hell, fire, hell, and then um what happens with Jennifer? And then also what happens with needy So when needy is doing like her research, she went to, you know, like the the basically like the kind of like forbidden section of the library or the occult section of the library, which a funny quote was like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's a really small section, but she said, like, if the human sacrifice is impure, the result may still be attained, but the demon will forever reside in the soul of the victim. She must forever feed on flesh to sustain the demon. So am I reading this correctly where it's like, Jennifer has like, basically she is like a demonic parasite.
1: Yeah, you know, like a demonic cannibal, I guess. I don't know. So, like, like in um American Horror Story, which season? The new
0: one. Uh, Jennifer took the pill. She took the pill, mm. and
1: it comes with a price.
0: Oh my god! But ba- basically, that was the thing because, like, because if Jennifer was a virgin, she would have stayed dead. And the ritual would have went according to plan. Thank
1: you for saying that because that's the other thing. So now she became a demon as punishment. <laughs> like the, if if this was if this was pure straight up like no cut no subtext right she would have been a demon because she was punished for not being pure and then Chip would have killed her at the end to save her from her punishment and that would have been the movie. But because she found power in this demonic possession it turned into a whole different thing
0: I she love. said she said like after that whole scene where um she's on the phone with needy like after she had like burned her tongue with the lighter um and before needy like has to go to chip she's like I am a god
1: and I love it I love everything about it
0: it oh uh, just the fact that you like that like the wording like punished she was punished so jennifer was punished for as a woman having sex but if it were a man and men men are like put on men are encouraged to to have sex mm-hmm. to lay with as many women as possible but jennifer is turned into a demon for doing the same thing
1: but she was even before she was sacrificed because the reason that they picked her was because, because they, she was yeah. the type of girl that showed oh, yeah, it that off whole, and didn't give it up.
0: Oh my god, that whole line was so bothersome. I'm glad. I'm glad Needy heard that. I just wish like the the comeback was a little stronger. So <laughs> I'm just like, uh, just that that posturing the way, like the way they the way they were thinking, like the generalization too, which is very gross, and like so jennifer became this this or a demon was put inside jennifer and brought her back to life um because she what because she wasn't pure because she was impure so then she literally became an impure demon like a blight in devil's mm-hmm. kettle that was like actually affecting it and hurting it like uh th- they didn't they didn't focus on it too much but it, the the, the like the fact that they focus on it is all, at all, but like the grieving parents. Mm-hmm. Like that was very sad.
1: Colin's mom in particular. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, even Jennifer's mom at the end.
1: Oh, yeah. But like, I think that's why I took it as a sex scene, right? Because it's like Jennifer's mom knew Needy. She knew that they were friends, blah, blah, blah. And it could be read as a metaphor of like, you think your kid is dead because they're gay now. That's a reach. Damn. That's where I went.
0: It is. I mean, I, I see it. I get it. I get it. It's a reach, but I see it. It's, it it, it's a reach that has some substance to it, but it, wow. Yeah. I did not think of it that way. Um, another metaphor was, you know, with Jennifer being this demon who needs to feed once a month, I didn't, I think tonight was the first time I realized, like, I made that connection to it being like, um, a metaphor of the menstrual cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. How? And I
1: think that makes it even more abject. Yeah. She is this monster who is actively castrating men. Yes. On her cycle. <laughs> and I'm like, and
0: mean, that's what-
1: what's more scared to, to a teenage boy than a woman who cuts off his penis while she's on her period? <laughs>
0: Like all that, it just reminds me of like th- those those like disgusting phrases like she's on the rag and just how they think of like it, it being like this 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 angry dangerous bleeding woman. But now like the bleeding woman is like coming after you and needs you to bleed in order to sustain herself. Like because when Jennifer feeds, she's like Perfect. her I'm skin is glowing. She, look look like like she looks like a supermodel. She looks <laughs> like Linda Evangelista. Yes. <laughs> like all like all this stuff, like just in that the whole shot of her walking down the hallway, just like this this sunbeam, while everyone around her is just miserable and depressed. But then also seeing what it's like when she's hungry. When she when she's like, it's where, when she's like, it's wearing mm-hmm. off again. Mm-hmm. And Nini's like, what's wearing off? I love that line. I love that part. But she just looks so like like. She looked like me on finals week, like no sleep, playing, another club, another club, another like, club. <laughs> just, <you> know, <laughs> just like she was, but, and then there was that scene in the mirror when she's getting ready for the dance. And I think she was smearing like foundation on her face. Like it was lotion. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But what I noticed was we're looking at her in the mirror and she's, and she's just, she's all sallow and sad. But then right next to her, like kind of in the background, but right next to her is a, is a picture of her normal and human, but looking like just like perfect. And like this difference of the two, the fact that this is now who Jennifer is going to be the rest of her life. This is what it's going to take for her to sustain herself. Um, it reminded me of Snow White the Huntsman with Queen Queen Ravenna, where she has to literally like emotep like drain people drain women of like their life force to keep herself young and beautiful Mm -hmm. and there was that scene of her like looking in the mirror and like you can literally see like like her like the bones in her back because she's gotten so like she just looks very frail and skinny and old and just like all this stuff and the fact that like what is it about powerful women needing to drain the life force from men, women, like others, in order to like retain their beauty, their power. Like what, what is that? What is that saying? Like, what, what is there? What's that? What is, what is that getting at?
1: It's always, it's interesting that you bring that up too, because as you were talking, I was thinking about it and I can't think of a single male villain that has to suck the souls from people
0: to stay. Aside alive. from emotep. I mean, well, he was alive anyway. Like but the, the but he needed to Yeah, but he needed to but he, he did that because, you know, they stole the stair jars and but right. he needed but he needed to do that to come back to his full yeah, full powered human form. So that's the But only once he life. became
1: human, he wouldn't have had to keep sucking souls.
0: Yeah, he stopped. He was done. He he reached he reached the full power, that was it. Huh. Yeah, I can't think of another hmm. Yeah, I can't think of another male uh, villain. You're going to have to do that. No, no, no. That's not a vampire. No, not. Yeah, vampires are ex- are exempt from this discussion. No. There's something there. There is. Like, I just, I don't know. Maybe y'all can help us figure it out. Maybe y'all know, but I know, I know there's something there. Like, what is there to be said about powerful women needing to drain the life force of others in order to retain themselves and like why is it the fact that their power is always like limited or temporary and it's and it's relying on like you know this this need this draining of you know what say you in order to retain it because what would happen if jennifer like stopped feeding completely would she just die yes Oh, yeah, you're right, because same thing would have happened to, um, same thing would have happened to Ravenna. Like, it just would have gotten to a point where the body just gives out. But
1: you know what? I think with Ravenna and with Jennifer, it's, it's a vanity thing.
0: It is. It is very much a vanity, because Jennifer is, like, she's a hot girl. She's, she's. the
1: OG hot girl, actually.
0: She's the hot chick. And it's just like, with without her, like, and I'm not, like, it's just, this is just how the high school hierarchy is, whatever. Her looks are, like, one of her superpowers.
1: But if, that's, the, that's true for every woman.
0: Yeah.
1: If you are not conventionally attractive. Girl. You cannot do all of the things. Right? It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are,
0: and you get this, and you get this messaging from everywhere.
1: Everywhere, key, key point, ugly Betty.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, before it had that gigantic restructuring. Look at Victoria's Secret.
1: Yep, and the That's restructuring what, has done nothing.
0: Uh, well, well, <laughs> it but just,
1: it's like I think that that goes into what you were saying because Emotep was a powerful person in life Mm -hmm. and because of his control over the magics when he died there was a very clear path to get back to who he was and in order to do that he had to eat 32 souls that's an arbitrary number i don't know but
0: it wasn't rock with me it wasn't quite that high but yes
1: but so because there was a means to an end that was not a continuous thing that he would have to keep doing. In order to maintain his level of power. Because it wasn't for him to look good. uh,
0: It was
1: for him to get back what he had lost.
0: So you're saying there's no means to an end for beauty. Because it's just...
1: A thing. That men see as an arbitrary situation.
0: Mm -hmm. Would would this like being like, you know, is this like kind of hardening to perfection being unattainable
1: but maybe not even men and maybe not even that it's a societal thing right? it is. Like, everybody's like oh you know youth is wasted on the young and you better use your looks while you got them blah 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 blah, blah. like that like that creep show episode we watched with the black woman and she was old and she was a singer and then she racism and then she stole that girl's body
0: that was it no that was a movie that was was that tales from the
1: Tales from the crypt. Tales from the hood. Tales, tales from, from the, hood.
0: the hood. Tales from the hood. Tales from the hood. One of those. The but third so, one and in the second. Yeah. In
1: again, and that goes back into this, right? Because the beauty is not seen as a as like a as like a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. So, because you are trying to attain something that is not permanent, this cycle has to continue in order for you to sustain it.
0: A cycle. mm-hmm <laughs> Yep. see kind of like the menstrual cycle but yes the cycle the cycle um but yeah it's just and it's and it's just it's just so not fair because Jennifer really was given um, a pretty short end of the stick um and then you know needy is like right next to that because you you get taken advantage of you get taken to the woods you get murked. But then you come back as a demon who has to keep feeding on men in order to survive. And it's just, it's like, it's it's like, it's like a cursed existence. But even though she finds power in it, it's still, it's it's not without its caveats. Because again, it it wears off, it fades. So you're constantly going to have to do this in order to be, at the top to be at your best
1: and then I wonder how Jennifer would have kept going because like she was a teenager so like she still has to like grow (laughs) or is she just permanently stuck at 17
0: I don't know I don't know what happens when you know a a, a demon starts to reside in your soul does it make you ageless (laughs) I don't know I don't know um but I, I don't know. I imagine that it just, like, would she have left Devil's Kettle? Would she have moved on to other places?
1: She would have had the werewolves within it and find remote locations to just kill people.
0: Um, I, don't think we, I don't think I have too much more to say. Um, I do want to give Diablo Cody a huge shout out for her writing. Because I just, like, this this script, this screenplay, just, uh, I haven't, I need to read it. I have not read it yet. But just, like, the dialogue. Like, Jennifer, and also shout out to Megan Fox for um, her acting. Like, Jennifer had such good one-liners. Like, this dialogue, again, it was, like, it remind, it gave, it was on Mean Girls' level in terms of how quotable it was. Or it is um yeah
1: because my favorite is
0: she's evil and
1: not just high school, high
0: school evil, evil. <laughs> like no she's like she's evil not she's just and evil. like the fact that there is like a key <laughs> a key difference between the two and like the fact that like i knew what it meant because it it like high school evil is like because again again with the you know the metaphor for blood and carry like um Carrie like like yeah. chris the, the antagonist chris it just like it's high school evil is like you know like like mean girls' evil, you know, but then again, maybe some of that could be seen as maybe like real evil because damn Meyer, why, why is it? Also just again with the monstrous feminine how how Jennifer to like with NeNe, it was never really until like the f- fight scene near the near the end like it was never it was never like physical violence or anything like that it was mainly just like backstabbing stuff in a way like how she how she got chip and how the only reason why she got with colin was like to spite needy just just because she was like you know i think i think i think colin's cool and jennifer's like you do and pulled a complete 180 right there on the spot like right there only yep. because only because your best friend approves of this guy and gets along with him. Let me take him and what's the word I'm looking for. Corrupt him.
1: Or just, yeah. Let me, him. let me mess
0: him up. Let me, let me just, let me, let me, let me collect him. Yep. Because you like it. It's mine now. I'm going to, it. It. I'm going to take it for my own. Thank it's, you. Yeah. So it's like, it, and on the other side, it's like, cause it was toxic codependency, but then it's like abuse. You know, with with what Jennifer's doing to Nene. But
1: it's all abuse. It's all abuse because if I was Chip, excuse me, excuse me. I we what? What do you mean? You we're having sex right now?
0: Are you? Yeah, okay? he kept he kept saying it too. He's like, "Stop stealing my girlfriend." <laughs> like Chip was going through it, and then you dumped me.
1: Because you think your friend is a demon. Great. Thanks. Thank you.
0: I don't think it's safe for us to be together right now. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, in the, in the, and with Jennifer, it was just, it was always like her insecurity was like her, was her, like her real villain. Because she was, again, like the hottest girl in school, the most popular, all this stuff like so used to boys asking her out she actually that was a line like i'm used to boys asking me out needy or like how she said when colin was about to ask her out she's like just give me the pitch yep just like go on like go ahead with the pitch like i've heard it all before but how when she was like say i'm better than needy when she was that making was out, weird when she was making out with um Chip. it's like she needs that verbal confirmation she needs to hear it she needs to know that she's better than needy because needy and her are like they they excel in different ways where needy just like she just is like this this innocent
1: she ha- is a whole person yeah needy is Ooh. not an object of desire Ooh. So for someone to like her, they actually have to like her and not what she looks like. Because Homegirl Ooh. was a mess Ooh. the whole movie. From Ooh. the glasses to the hair to the prom moment in this ugly 80s inspired thing. And then her mom was burning
0: the but prom who moment. But was the one who was actually single? Right. Wow. Talk about it. Wow. It's just so, it just says not not to say that you know having a boyfriend makes you to shit. I'm just saying, but well in high school In
1: high school <laughs>
0: Yeah. Do <laughs> so you get it? You get it. In high school, you get it. But it just it's just to say like, yeah, needy was in like a steady relationship, was fine. And Jennifer was just like, you know, and this isn't this is not to judge her. This is just this is just to lay out how they are as characters. Jennifer had, you know, she had she had some boys lined up. She had like some boys she knew. She had like the uh, cadet.
1: brings all the boys to the yard. Man.
0: And that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. If you have a little lineup, if, if, if you have a little Rolodex, that's fine. Hey. Starting
1: five.
0: She hey. Starting
1: five.
0: Hey. It's cool. Like, oh, whose number is it today? Like, no, you, you take, take Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday.
1: And just send him my way. Think I got it covered for the weekend.
0: Okay. <laughs> i'll give it i'll give it right for the weekend but you I'll know for the weekend yes you know <laughs> you take wednesday thursday yes you know this is new but it's just to say that when we're talking about it in terms of how high school is especially in these movies how that how that is framed um it's just to say needy didn't need a lot to be okay and to be seen as like a person. Jennifer was objectified and so is only going to be like, like being seen as like half a person or not even a person and has to compensate or overcompensate for a lot of stuff in order to feel okay with herself. And the fact that, like, one in like one of their last exchanges, Needy is like calling this out, talking about like, um, like, like two like because Jennifer's like I I was a snowflake queen and needy says, yeah like when two you were years socially relevant you were socially relevant and Jennifer's like, I am still socially relevant. yeah before you needed to take laxatives to stay skinny. that was hilarious to me Burn. because the the what made that for me was needy's face because it looked like, two things happened. It looked like she wanted to laugh and yeah. stifled it. And also at the same time, she knew she went too far. She was like, oh, like, damn, I went there. And that's when Jennifer was like, you fucked up now, bitch. <laughs> and it's just to say like, you what, what you see isn't always, you know, what's there. And it, it just reminds me again, if this movie was set today, how social media could really be used as like this device, especially with the socially relevant line. Yep. Like to imagine like what is really going on behind the scenes of Jennifer's selfies mm-hmm. and like what she's posting, what she's going through, because you see all these pictures, but then you see at the end or at the beginning, because the movie is kind of bookended um, Jennifer lying on her bed, looking just all again, like she has, she needs to feed. So she's looking all sallow and depressed and just knowing like, it's not, it's not all real. It takes, it's a struggle to maintain that image.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, too, that, like, and talking through abjection and, and women's roles and women's bodies, Needy had a whole other awakening. And it was, like, via the the, the demon, right? Because the whole scratch bite thing at the end and she absorbed some of the powers, blah, blah,
0: blah. Which I loved. Um,
1: but the personality was there. It was always there under the surface. Because when she like whenever Jennifer was messing with the boyfriend and blah 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 when she had those moments when she stood up for herself the personality that was to the extreme in the asylum
0: mm-hmm.
1: was always there.
0: It's yeah all 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 it did was just amplify what was already there and let it, and let it come out freely. Like right. there was nothing holy, needy, needy back anymore after that. And I love that line where she's like, I don't really know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know needy less Nikki. I don't know who she is or who she was or where she went, but this is who I am now. Like seeing like the needy that was shown at the very beginning of the movie um, and the needy that was shown, like, during the movie like when they were in high school and everything like during those like two months and even like the very last image we got of needy in the hoodie after she's leaving the hotel room Mm -hmm. like super different and it just goes like amanda seyfried has the range bless her like because how do you go from karen from mean girls to needy less nikki who is like you know this innocent but then she just turns into like this like this threat, like yeah. I loved it. It was just I was not because again that opening was such a subversion, like with the kick. Like I'm a yeah. kicker, K I C K E R. Again, I I love the narration. I love the narration. I don't think we get that a lot a lot anymore in movies where no. you, the protagonist narrates because we got it a lot around that era because both. Bella was also in, in the first Twilight, she was a narrator. Catherine Hardwick, her direction had Bella like narrating the movie. So it could be kind of read almost like the Twilight book did.
1: Yeah. So I
0: really, I really enjoyed Nene's narration. I really so
1: she enjoyed. went from Mean Girls to Mama Mia to Jennifer's Body.
0: I love it. The range is there. And Megan Fox, bless her. I feel like this movie was so good and I'm glad it's getting the recognition it deserves because Megan was really treated unfairly by Hollywood for just being.
1: She was typecast. She was because of the transformers moment. Yeah. because Like I remember seeing her back then she was like, it, it, they were, I
0: remember seeing her way back in uh confessions of a teenage drama queen. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, Disney, yeah. 2004. But Uh-oh. When... <laughs> Uh-oh. You know, all that.
1: I think that, well, she was, <clears throat> I mean, okay. Uh, with the Transformers say, movies. But when I say typecast, I mean typecast by the studio, right? Because yeah. Homegirl was a sex symbol. You just she was. She was. She walked onto the set. It was sexy time. And I think because of that, and because of the complexity of the the, the feminist approach to the writing, this, the studios didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to promote this movie because they didn't know what it was for. They, they didn't understand because the marketing, I think, killed it. It killed it. Because if this was marketed like Heather's, it would have been mm-hmm. different.
0: Mm-hmm. have been different yeah it's just it's just not it's not it's not fair because this movie is actually like in my opinion is really good because it's like the metaphors are there but it's also kind of it's it has it has a little bit of nuance like not everything is like on the nose like there's some stuff to unpack but I think again with it acting as like this giant subversion I think that's really good because again it because it does it does it does use, you know, Megan Fox being a sex symbol, but it subverts that through the fact that we never, there is, there are no nude shots. Mm -hmm. There are no nude shots. Not even, not even like what would be classified as partial nudity. Like that whole scene of her swimming in the lake um, is like, it's, it's, it's set up to be, like look like it's like being like a a, a a commodification for the male gaze, but we we but the camera stays always stays at a certain length. Like we it doesn't it doesn't go any lower. It doesn't turn. It doesn't go to the front. It doesn't it like we get we're we're looking at instead of it being a full body shot of her walking out to her clothes, we only see the feet when she unzips her jacket. We really only see like, we see a little bit of cleavage in the stomach, but that's it. And like, it was, it was really the, it was really the men who were like getting stripped. Yeah. You know, like, even though there was no, and it, what would have been really funny um, is if it was, if there was just, male nudity only kind of exactly what uh uh, bravo did in this year's zola Mm. like even though it's like about it involves you know strippers and like about like the like female sexuality the only nudity we ever see on screen is men
1: but i think right like that forces the men in the audience to reckon with their own sexuality.
0: Yes. Like, look at yourself.
1: And that's, that's a difficult spot to put men in anyway, especially men that have not been forced to confront this as much as other people. Mm. So like, and then to your point, I think that like we were saying before, whenever you, whenever she gets naked, someone dies. Right. Right
0: oh so now
1: in those moments when you when you want the 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 full frontal photo or you want the chest up the bare chest up like you get in a lot of horror films then I think that there's a part of you that also now becomes scared because you realize that what you want can kill you in this instance
0: and how do you think women feel
1: what just in general
0: I was just, I was just to say, just, just, it's like the fact that, you know, men are dangerous.
1: Right. Right.
0: Like, why is it that women are the ones who have to think about all this stuff about walking alone at night and how I have to hold my, I have to, like, I can, I can hold my car keys between my fingers as like a defense measure, or I'm not going to leave my house without a taser or my mace or just all this stuff. You know what I'm, I'm, Like I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but just like what I meant by by saying, like, how do you think women feel? Is women, you know, those that are attracted to men also know it is a very big reality that that is very like men are dangerous. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And like, so what is it like when the shoes on the other foot? When it's like the woman
1: who who is the danger
0: yes Mm
1: -hmm. because you're right because like no woman would have just went into the woods alone with a man
0: like excuse me my friend just died i'm out here in this field grieving like what i don't i don't even know you like that like why would i
1: why would i go anywhere with you but because he felt safe as a football player he went out there with that girl and then died
0: that was the thing it's like it's 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 like um And that's what made Jennifer like the almost like the perfect demon because she is so like she's able to operate and use like what people would see as a weakness or something not to be worried about to her advantage. Like, oh, I'm just I'm just a I'm just a um, I'm a sex symbol. I'm a stupid sex symbol. Exactly. Which means I'm I'm an object but i'm i'm actually like i'm just disguised as an object i'm not really an object
1: i'm an international super spy.
0: <laughs> and you're the object and i'm gonna break you so <laughs>
1: you know that anytime someone does that i say that i call it a Columbo. i've made colombo a verb colombo you've never seen colombo
0: no oh <gasps> so sorry. good i'm so uncultured i know i'm sorry um but yeah i think i think that's god there's so much we can go on but well, i think but, oh know,
1: one more thing the last thing that i'm gonna say is that we talked about this before about how it's like a revenge rape fan like rape situation because what happens to her in the van is akin to being raped blah, 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 blah. i don't personally like rape revenge stories for women Mm. Because it's very much I spit on your grave. I was gonna say and... I spit on
0: your grave. And what was that one that came out recently where it's like she's wearing like one pink star earring and it's I think it starts with an R. Hold on.
1: Not promising young woman.
0: No, oh my god, that was another good one. That oh that movie was heavy because I was not expecting them to do what they did in the in the in the in the in the in the, the third act like that. That was the subversion that like really took me. Have you seen that? No. Um, what was it? Called? Revenge. Oh yes, just oh it, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's just called revenge. It's revenge. <laughs> oh shit! Yes, revenge. Wow. Yep, they're all here. Yeah, revenge. promising young woman. Oh, the last house on the left. Um. Oh, hard. The last key.
1: house on the left.
0: That's what they said. It's see here.
1: It is. is, It's the only one I rock with because that is probably one of the most disturbing movies I have ever watched in my life.
0: Child. From
1: 1970 whatever.
0: Child. Mm -mm.
1: So, but it's like, it's, 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 the reason that those are not my jam is because I feel like.
0: Not your jar of preserves.
1: It's not, I don't eat these apricot jellies.
0: Um,
1: Because I feel like a lot of the times in film, men are awarded a plethora of reasons for revenge. And nine times out of ten, if a woman is seeking revenge, it is because her lover was murdered, slash her children were murdered, or because she was assaulted. Fuck. So, I still like the movie. I just wish it wasn't because... I just wish that that the violence, that specific site of violence was not the inciting action.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So mm. there's that. Um, the last thing I wanted to say was, you know, just to get really academic with y'all, because um, we, we mentioned um, the monstrous feminine. I wanted to bring up the Laugh of the Medusa by... Um, if I am pronouncing her first name wrong, forgive me, um, but Helene Cixou, Um, And this is something I had to read in college for uh, my uh, littler- literary theory class. I think I still have like the Norton Anthology. It's in somewhere around here. I might be even using it as a doorstopper. <clears throat> um, but it, because those books are huge, Mel, my God. Anyway, I survived it. But the, the, I, I remember this essay so well because it was basically about how you know it's called the laugh of the Medusa because it, it's it's like a metaphor for how Medusa was like cursed you know with the with these with the fact that you know she has snakes for hair and mm-hmm. all this stuff, but it's actually you know like a defense mechanism to turn um, specifically men to stone because uh, you know Greek mythology um, was it Poseidon who? I think I think it was um Poseidon who had raped her and then um I was it Athena who found out and then it, it it was said that like this was a curse that Athena put on her for
1: because Poseidon raped her in Athena's temple and Athena got mad and punished her for
0: it. When when it's when it's when it I think and I've read other stories where it's actually like Athena took pity on her and the curse wasn't actually a curse at all, but like a, a gift to make sure like something like that would never happen to her again. And um Sixu, tiling her essay, like the laugh of the Medusa was Medusa taking pride in the fact that she has like this, I don't want to call it a curse, like this gift, like this power and is like wrestling in it. And the fact that like, I am not a monster. I am actually, you know, I am what I'm a god, like I have, I am protected, like I am my own safety here. And this essay was really about the fact that, you know, um, that writing is like a weapon in a woman's arsenal that she can use to give her agency and like really advocate for themselves um, and like take back the freedoms that they've been denied by men you know by by just telling their own stories and i feel like jennifer's body is a way of doing that because with it being written by a woman with it being about a woman who has been essentially like cursed but she's like she's taking First gave
1: her agency mm-hmm. yeah
0: she's taking the power back from like the men who would you know, essentially, like, use and abuse her, and the fact that, like, the movie goes full circle by Needy um, ending up getting revenge on the men who did that to Jennifer, Mm -hmm. which I I love that ending so much, like, that, 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 how, how it was, like, through the credits, it, it showed how everything went down, I love that, like, tonight's gonna, like, tonight is gonna be their last show, I love that, Mm-hmm. Like, the complete 180 of media's character, the fact that she closed the circle by getting revenge, and, like, just how she took advantage of what afflicted Jennifer to essentially, like, avenge her, it was beautiful. Yeah. And I just feel like this is Jennifer's body, like, the screenplay is a really good example of what 6 Sue was getting at with the laugh of the Medusa. Um and then in another slight, like, this is a tangent, but in another like vein for Chloe, for Chloe's um video for Have Mercy, um, the visuals was about her like being Medusa, like and turning men into stone, like the frat boys. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? And like I didn't uh, like that video. You did I I liked it. It was like I just there was a
1: lot going
0: on. There was, but I love the choreography. I love the looks. I really did. And Rome Flynn is a very handsome, attractive male. Sucks I had to be turned into stone, but he makes a good statue. (laughs) But um, yeah, that um, that was it for Jennifer's body, y'all. I mean, this movie is this just it's chock full of a lot we probably didn't even get to. Um, but I I love this movie down. I just I really think it's a good um, like analysis of, like Mel said, like friendship in the vein of, you know, toxic codependency and abuse and then, you know, insecurity and just the fact that, you know, it's like a feminist piece and the biggest thing for me, it it, it just, it kicks the male gaze in the can. It does. It does. It's a a big manicured middle finger (laughs) to the male gaze. And I just, I love that. Um, And Megan Fox, I'm just, I'm very just happy for how her career has like, especially now what it's what's happening with her now, like how she's like, she's, she's taken back like the reins of her own career and the fact that she is a sex symbol and it's not something to be ashamed of or, or taken advantage of by studios anymore. I just, I love that because they did her so dirty and it's just, and it's just not fair because you do not see when, when, when men, are celebrated as being sex symbols it's this huge positive thing but when women are it's like uh they're critiqued for it they're they're seen as one note in their typecast and it's just not fair
1: this is true she's also in another horror movie
0: which we probably need to watch and talk about uh till, till death. yes till death which again we mentioned that it, it, it's giving me gerald's game but yes yeah yep. so i do want to see that um also shout out to amanda seyfried you know she's had a really good career too the range is there um and i and I, I just really enjoyed her in this movie i really did like both of them they just they really like the acting and just how they really got into their roles and how jennifer are i mean how megan really played jennifer to like a t like especially with the dialogue and all the like the the jennifer language like the you know Yes, because
1: I will take her as Jennifer over April O'Neil any day.
0: (laughs) Who who is April O'Neil again?
1: From the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Oh, she was in that. She was. I forgot. Okay. um, It wasn't memorable. Uh, Any final curls for you? No.
1: Same old, same old.
0: Like, share, comment, subscribe, all the things. All the things. Um, Send us recommendations. Let us know, like, what do you think about Jennifer's body? Do you like that it was a subversion of the male gaze? Do you think that it was a subversion of the male gaze? How would it look today? Like, what would I really want to, I just really want to kind of see what Jennifer's body would look like, like, if it was filmed 10 years later, Instead instead of it being filmed in 2009. What are it or came out in 2009? What if it came out in 2019? What would it look like in the age of Facebook and Instagram and where like people are making whole careers off of um, being like Instagram models? Would Jennifer have been one? Is that how she would have gotten like in like introduced to the band or like what would she have, like? How would she have come across the band? But would that what would that look like? How would the band's influence look after you know? they did the ritual and like it worked like how would their careers have skyrocketed yep. with the yep. help of social media like how how bigger how much bigger would they be in this day and age if, if it had been like that yeah yep. so it's just it's just th- it's just things to think about because I, I still feel like even though this is from 2009 it is still very applicable applicable today and it's just it has so many different ways Do it you could've... know
1: what i wish ah I wish if this is one of the things that eventually is reboot, remade, redone, revamped, we did it. I want it to be, I want Jennifer to be indigenous. Mm. I need this to take place in a different type of community where an indigenous girl goes missing and no one cares. And Mm. she comes back as a demon to kill everyone inadvertently.
0: Am I am I getting a little bit of a uh, um, blood quantum with the with the coloni- colonization critique? Could we could we do that there?
1: I mean, but it's like it's that, and it's also like because I think that's been a really prominent news story ever since yeah. that young woman Gabby was missing Gabby and her critique, boyfriend yes. yeah. killed her, and it's like
0: and it created this wave of what about all the other missing women, especially those of color.
1: Cause it brought back the critique of the missing white girl syndrome. Right. And it's like, especially in indigenous communities, especially in black and Brown communities, Mm -hmm. girls and women go missing all the time, Mm -hmm. but in indigenous, but in indigenous communities specifically, it's like no one outside of that specific community cares. And it's insane It's insane when you read the numbers and the statistics and you learn about how many people are going missing on an almost daily basis. Right. And then they are never found and the police never does anything. It's really sad. And I think that that would be a really interesting critique Mm. of society and of this system. If there could be a way to put that into a potential remix.
0: And then to see like how this how this oversight or or not not even oversight but this like this complete ignorance then it then just becomes this thing that haunts Comes you back
1: to right yeah
0: yeah that would be mm, that'd be really interesting okay y'all uh, um i think we're gonna end it here um
1: yeah because we could just keep talking
0: <laughs> yeah give, you know uh like like i said um follow us on all the social medias um and jared has a twitter now uh, don't expose me like that the people don't need
1: exposed. to
0: exposed. I, I do have a twitter um you can follow me at um great fairies cloth with bathtub um twitter that's that's why I <laughs> that's, what I'm called. that's that's my that's my handle that's my handle because you know it's it's a it's a playoff of you know Great Fairy's Fountain from Legend Zelda but you know with me I, I really love a good old pedestal or clawfoot bathtub like I really like I tell you I'll, I'll know I'll have made it when I have a bathroom that is not only like a a, a good size like big but the shower and the bathtub are completely separate and the bathtub is a deep like pedestal or like clawfoot like and it's just like on those four you know like just something something deep and elegant so, and that's what the great fairies fountain is so i just said you know great fairies clawfoot Bath. Clawfoot, so um I, I i got one like what three i think i started this twitter like three weeks ago so my follower count is like low but i don't really like it's twitter i'm new to it um but follow me i i guess i suppose yeah exposing me but there we go um but y'all have a good one and we will see you next week later on podcast people